Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Ladies for Destiny. And I have my special guest. Her name is Kitty. Hey. Okay. Um, today's topic, we will be talking about her life and her illness. Okay, you ready? Yes. Hi, guys. As she introduced me, I'm Kitty. Um, I can't, I want to talk about my life today because as a child, I was traumatized. And as a little girl, that's what I've been through. And they don't know how to deal with it. They're afraid to tell because they think no one is going to believe them. what I've been through. You know, it's hard. Like a lot of people try to take their lives. I'm telling my story today. Because I want people to know, even though that I've been traumatized, I've been through so much hurt and devastation, that I still didn't give up on my goals and my dreams. And I also I want to talk about my illness because I have several different illnesses with no cure. And I have one main one that keeps me in and out of the hospital every month. Um, okay, so first thing I'm going to talk about is my life. I was traumatized, like I said. I've been through abuse. I've been through sexual abuse, physical abuse, and mental abuse. The physical abuse first, um, was, I'm a stubborn dad. When I was young, my dad was an alcoholic, so he used to fight my mom for nothing and whoop us for nothing. When he left, my mom got with someone else, and the, the guy was like much younger than her. We thought he was the best stepdad ever because he used to keep our hair fixed, buy us the finest clothes, things that we like. My mom, he was watching us and left him He was smoking weed and drinking and stuff. So he let us, you know, hit it. So we think, like, well, he cool. You know, you young <clears throat> and your friends smoke. So you know how it be when you're filing, filing people. So he let us smoke, and it was me and my two sisters. He asked me to come with him to the store, and at that time I had to be like eleven or ten. It was something. It, it was in between them ages. But I went go with him to the store, and on my way to the store, he was asking like. Are you a virgin? You know, like, why is this man asking me this? And I'm like, yeah, I'm a virgin. So we get to the store. He asked me if I wanted something to drink. So I went I went to go get, like, a soda. He was like, no, I'm not talking about that. And he was like, I'm talking about alcohol. So I was like, oh, okay. So they had these the little Jack Daniel thing, the little small one. I got them. He got them on our way back home. And he was like, you going to give me some? And I'm like, give me some? Give you what? And he was like, you know what I'm talking about? And I'm like, you know, I don't. And he was like, you know what I'm talking about. And so he started rubbing on my legs and stuff. And at this time, I didn't know he had a gun. So, you know, I pushed the thing. I'm like, no, I'm going to tell my mama, you know, when she came home. And when I said that, he pulled his gun out. And he told me to open up my mouth. And I opened my mouth. He put the gun in my mouth. And he had so I started crying and when I was crying he started laughing 
And then he was like, oh, and was wiping my tears with a gun. He was like, oh, I never hurt you. But he was like, you're the prettiest and finest child your mama has. I wish I'd have met you first. And I'm looking, I'm like, you know, like I told you, I was like between 10 or 11. I'm a little girl. So, so I'm, I, I, at that point, I was scared. It was my first time ever going through something like this. So I'm like, I ain't going to say nothing. So when I get home, to my sister, I had ran straight in the bathroom. And so when I come out the bathroom, he was gone with my other sister. And I asked my little sister, Monique, I'm like, when are you going? She was like, well, going to the store. Uh, yeah, that was the man's name. So uh, when she said that, I grabbed Monique and I picked her up because, you know, I remember what he just done me. And so when she got back, we both was looking at each other. And she was looking at me like shaking her head. And I'm like, and I'm like what you talking about? She was like, girl, you um slept with your our mama. Boy, like, what? what he told you? And then me and her was talking about like what he did to me. So, like, well, that's her mama. And, you know, I remember what he said. He had a gun because he had showed her the gun, too. And she was like, well, he had a gun. And he was like, if we tell, he going to kill her. Home, people was like, Michelle was like, You tell her. I was like, No, you tell her. Your mama was like, Tell me what? And when she said that, he heard. So he came and he peeped and like looked at me and Michelle, like, I want y'all to say something. So he was like, Nothing. So after that day, this, he, this before he even, you know, like started raping me or whatever. But that day, we'll sit at the table and like, at me and stuff, and I get up from the table. And, you know, excuse myself. And one day I did that. And he told my mom something like, you know, she thinks she's grown or something like that. And when she, when he told her that, my mom, she came, like, beat. She didn't even know why I got up. I never told her nothing yet. So, he stopped for a while. He stopped, you know, messing with me. We had you know, moving. We had moved. That's what we were doing. We moved there. Um, one day in my room it was at night time came up in there this this night this particular night he didn't almost almost uh penetrated me but he didn't that night he was on top of me his underwear but they used to fight so much that I with me. My man's underwear woke me up out of my sleep. Feel you know, he had the gun or whatever. So I was scared. I didn't say nothing, I sound, but I was crying. And Monique was she was looking at him and she was looking at me. After I started crying, when he noticed that Monique was up, he stopped me. Like probably four or five days after that, came back in my room. Monique was in my room again. This got on me. Like first he started feeling on me, and then he got more drawers on me. Then he got on me. You know, I was a girl, so I wasn't doing anything. So you know, it was hurting or whatever. So I was hollering and screaming. And my sister Michelle, she came bust through my room. She came bust in the room, and she caught it on me. When she called on me, she 
ran out of my room and she wouldn't woke my mom up. But she put my mom as if I was having sex with a man. You know, like I'm a whole child. And you know, this is a whole grown man. And she knew the man had the you know what he did us when we were standing at the other house. And she knew he had the gun and she knew he said that if we say something that he was gonna kill all us, right? She knew that. Well, she, my, she woke my mom up as if I'm having not as if I'm having sex with this man. So my mom, you know, she was like, "What well, was going on?" And I was fine. I ain't seen nothing. I wasn't even talking. He was talking. He was like, "No, he." They was in here having sex. She was in here screaming and hot. Okay. A grown man on me. Of course, I'm gonna be screaming and hollering, right? It's gonna, it's hurting, right? I was like, um, you know that's true, and I I lied to him, you know, because I was scared. I was like, no, that's not true. I wasn't having sex with him, you know. I would like not willing, and you know, he took it, but you know, what I'm saying like how she was saying it, if you know, like we was like I was consenting all that. I'm like, no, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, you know, he was doing so. Um, I don't know where she was at, where he used to bring her, but she was never home with us. And I had to look after um, my I wonder, he was like, get up, Monique. I want all y'all at the same time. And I told him, I said, no, don't. I begged him, I'm like, please don't touch my sisters. I begged them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, don't do that to my sisters. I'm like, you already doing it to me. Don't do that to them. Got to Monique, you know, because Monique was the one sleeping with me. One day, he must have sleeping. We had a bathroom downstairs. It was a half bathroom, and we had a full bathroom upstairs. And a full bathroom was across from my room. So you notice Monique, my room. Yeah, she was talking downstairs, and I was. And I'm like, when he come here, what you doing down there? She flushed the door. I was hell asleep, so I ain't think nothing. You know, I wasn't thinking that why she went downstairs to use the bathroom when they got a bathroom up here across the room. I wasn't thinking. Got in the bed, got to get back in the bed with me. She was missing again. So I woke up and I heard her down. I said, come here and come here now. At that time, I was, I'm like, I, you know, I was saying, I'm like, he must be down there with her. So when she came up, I said, what you was doing down there? She said, he was in the bathroom. I said, what you was in the bathroom down there for? Now, she was a little girl. So, you know, whatever happened, because nothing was her fault. But she was smaller than me. She was like, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what you doing down there? And they got a bathroom up here. And I, I closed my door. And I, and I was whispering. I said, don't lie to me. Tell me the truth. What's going on down there? And she was like, um, I tell her, I say, no, I'm not going to tell her what's going on. And she was like, well, nah, she was the pee in the bed too. So he, she was like, well, he not told me if I suck his pee thing, she called it his pee thing, I'm going to suck my hand in the bed. And she said, he stuck, he tried to stick his pee thing in my pee thing. And she said, he, he took his fingers and was sticking his fingers in my pee thing. When she told me that, I was crying, like you know, because I I knew he was doing something. Like I said, she was a little girl, so 
I woke Michelle up and I was telling her, cause at that point I didn't care no more. I'm like, if you gonna kill me, you gonna kill me. He had and got some my little sister. And I was telling her, and we woke my mama, we were telling my mama. And he was like, they lying on me, they lying on me. And I'm like, my, they not lying. I said, I said, I'm not lying. I said, cause he tried, you know, he tried it with me. I ain't never told her what he done me. I did say he tried it with me. And Michelle said he tried it with me too. And my mom was like, what? You know, she was crying and said, call the police. He got out of the house and he went to jail. The very next day, and when he was back in our house, he told me, you can laugh, you can holler, you can scream. Nobody not going to believe you. Like, because your mama don't believe because by me, you know, tell him he started beating me bad. And um, how he got away, he was I guess he was on drugs because he was with another lady, and he beat the lady, beat the lady daughter, and raped the lady and her daughter. And he was on news one for that. He had a I told mom, so I'm, well, I'm about to call and get the reward. And when I told her that, she told him. And he left. And I seen him after. Um, and I guess he must have changed his life or something. Because he was trying to like, come apologize. I mean, like I told him, I forgave him. He ain't got to, you know, he don't owe me nothing. He got to explain to God when he meet God or whatever. And probably like a month after that, he got killed. Somebody killed him. But it was that part. After him, every other man my mama got with after him used to beat us and our mama. So like all my life, I grew up getting beat by men. And then so he that was the first that was the first time I've been raped. Now the second time I got raped by my cousin. Now this time I was like, I guess 14 and a half making 15. I was by a cousin house. And we was all outside. I always I hung with a lot of guys more than girls because by me going through what I was going through, you know, females was messy. And then I used to like click out. Like if somebody messed with me, I used to click out. So I didn't want to hang with females because I didn't like to fight. And you know, but hang with females, I used to have to fight them all the time. So it was I was saying it was me, my cousin. My, it was like probably like three three of my cousins, boy cousins, and some other boys. So we was all outside, you know, talking. We were smoking and we was drinking. Now I didn't know that the cousin that raped me that he had drugged me. He had put something in my own drink. So Eric, he was going to bring everybody home who was outside. He was like, I went to my own cousin house that we was in. I went inside and I went and got in a bed. And he came and he was like, Don't lock the door. I'm like. You know, I'm wondering, like, what are you saying that for? But, you know, I never thought nothing of it. So I'm like, all right, whatever, cool. I ain't locked the door. I got in my cousin bed, and I was asleep. When I woke up, all I knew is my drawers was down, and I was wet. And he was pulling his clothes up when I woke up. I didn't feel whatever he did me. I didn't feel nothing. You know, I told you we were drinking and we were smoking, and then he drugged me, too. So I didn't feel him doing me nothing. I didn't even know if he, I didn't even know for sure if he done me something. I didn't know for sure. So the guy I was dealing with at the time when my cousin left out the door, I called him. He's supposed to be all three of my children, daddy. He not, you know, the orders were not for him. The order was for my cousin. You know, last two for him. So mm-hmm. I called him 
And I was like, you know, I was like, I don't know what's going on. I said, I don't know what just happened. I said, but I think my cousin, you know, raked me or something in my sleep. You know, I was telling him. And I'm glad that I did tell him because when I did come out with it, you know, like that my cousin, my baby was for him. My children didn't remember when I called him. So I was glad that, you know, so it was somebody that could justify what I was saying because he was going around telling people that I'm lying on him. Now, he never took a blood test. He never wanted to take a blood test. But my son exactly like him and his children. Nothing's wrong with him. He's not retarded or nothing like that. You know how they say we have a baby for your first cousin. That the child retarded or like, nothing, nothing. It's nothing like that. Nothing wrong with him. Right. So what happened was I broke up with my kid's father. And he was like, well, he want a blood test with my kids. So I didn't think nothing of it. I wasn't cheating on him. That was the only thing that happened to me. You know what my cousin did when I was messing with him. So when he took the blood test, the oldest one came back not to be for him. The results went to my mama's house. So she called me and she was like, I have some blood test results saying that the urban is not for urban. Who he fought. I'm like, what? I'm like, then I'm like, what they doing sending the results to your house? So when she said that, I had started crying. And I told her, I was like, well, I said, I got to tell you this. I said, but if I tell you this, I said, you can't say nothing yet until I get it on black and white. And she was like, well, who is learning for? And then I started crying. She was like, what you crying for? I said, you have to know this. I said, and your sister have to know this. And she was like, my sister? I said, yeah, your sister have to know this. I said, he for your nephew. I ain't saying his name right now. So, you know, I'm going to just say that. He for your nephew. So um, he was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're first, that he your first nephew. And I was telling her what happened. So she started crying because I guess it brought her back memories of what happened to her because three of her brothers tried to rape her and my grandma didn't believe her. So she started crying. And I begged her not to call, you know, tell nobody. I want to tell myself. She called one of her nieces in the family and told her. And she was calling everybody. Everybody. So people started calling my phone that day and was telling me, you lying. You always trying to lie and say somebody raping you, this and that. You know, you're a, a, a slut. You this, you that. And I was crying. I'm like, I really can't believe. I'm like, that's why I didn't want to say nothing in the first place. Because I didn't want to deal with all that. You know, like somebody saying I'm lying and all that. I didn't want, you know, so I wasn't going to say nothing. So when they were saying all that, I used to work at NASA. That day, I couldn't even go to work. Because, <clears throat> you know, everybody was calling me. Because that was the day the result came out. Everybody was calling me this and that. So my cousin ended up calling me. And he was like, um, we need to talk. I'm like, yeah, we do need to talk. I was like, because you telling people I'm lying and you know I'm not lying. So the, I, the, I'm going to tell you, I am not going to lie. My plan was when he was coming to kill him and then kill myself. That was my plan because he was coming to do me something. And how I know he was coming to do me something, he didn't make it to me. He got stopped by the police and he had guns and drugs in the car. And he went to jail. He never made it to me. I had made my husband, he wasn't my husband at the time, take my children and leave. And, you know, he was like, you know, you're going to be good? You know, I'm like, yeah, because I told you my plans, I was going to kill my cousin and kill myself. And then, even with, I skipped over a lot of parts because it's a whole, it's long, long, long. Like my, I'm writing a book about it, that's so why I'm not telling y'all everything because I do want y'all to get my book. I'm writing a series of short stories about my life, too. Um, But, like I said, he didn't make it to me. So, my family's still going around now saying my baby's 20 now. 
saying that I'm lying. He still ain't want to. He still don't want to take a blood test. But the the only good part about it is, the uh, my children' father still claim my oldest son because he know what happened. You know, it's not like I cheated on him, so he still claim him. Uh, <clears throat> I end up talking to my son about it. The first time I talked to him about it, he was like twelve, I think. I told him what happened. He didn't show no emotions, I guess, at the time he was a child. So it was, you know, it was whatever. I recently, last year, talked to him about it. Because I be like, you know, he quiet, he humble, you know, he's sweet. And I just be wanting to make sure he all right, to make sure, you know, where his head at. So I talked to him about it last year. And what he expressed to me, you know, how he felt about it, it really broke my heart. He not mad at me. It wasn't nothing like, you know, him being mad at me because he told me he loved me. He appreciate me not giving up on him, not giving him up, not treating him bad. You know, he appreciate me from pushing him. He appreciate me from being his mama because, you know, I, I didn't treat him bad or, you know, I didn't treat him different. I'm not going to lie. When the results first came out, though, the day that my mom called me with the results before my husband took them, he, had, he, was, he came to me. My son was coming to me. And I, he was trying to give me a hug and a kiss because my children, we I'm affect, we, we, we affectionate with each other. And I, I like, I pushed them, I, you know, I was pushing them away because I was like, I was looking at him, looking just like my cousin. And I didn't know how to deal with like having a child for a family member. So that day I pushed him away and he stood in my door. When I pushed him away, he stood in my door. He said, I know you love me, man. And when he said that, I, I grab him. I say, come here, baby. I couldn't do him. I'm like, I can't do this to my baby. I love him already. I don't care. You know, I'm, I couldn't. Not love him. I already, you know, I couldn't do it to him. So, after all that, this year, my cousin contacted me this year. He got out of jail. He got out. You know, my sister and he can't pass in 2017 on St. Patrick's Day. He got out that year because... That was my first time seeing him when my sister passed. He had came by my mama's house. Everybody. When he called me recently this young was like, and then he saw like he was on something then. It was late at night. And I didn't even know who he was. My sister had gave him my number. I was mad with her because I'm like, you know, first off, I told them don't give nobody my number. And then you gave him my number. And she know what was up with that because I'm not the only person he did what he did. So he did stuff like that to us. A lot of girls, you know, a lot of little girls in our family, but I'm the only one who got a baby out of the deal. Because mm. everybody was coming forward, like, saying, he did it to me, you know, coming telling me what he done. But they're not telling nobody else what he done. They're only telling me, and they know people looking at me as I'm lying. So I feel like y'all know, you know, how he is. Y'all could have been like, well, she's not lying because he did this to me. Nobody not trying to, you know, back up what I'm saying. But they always come telling me. Every time he played with them, everybody calling me. But, um... Like I said, he called me. He was like, you know, what's up, cuz? I'm like, who this is? And he was, you know, I ain't said, like I told you, I'm not saying his name right now. Um, <clears throat> he said, you know, who he was. And I'm I'm just like, uh, yeah, like, what, you know, what's going on? And he was like, well, what's this? You going around saying your son for me. Well, he said, what's this Michelle saying your son for me? I said, it's not what Michelle saying. I say it's what I'm saying. And I say, you know what I'm talking about. You know, I guess, like I say, he, he back on something or whatever because he had amnesia. 
And he was like, I'm about to come over there and holler at you. I'm like, first off, you're not about to come out and holler at me nothing. And I'm not feeling well. And, you know, I'm not ready to talk to you. I'm not ready to sit down and talk to you about this. Because when I did want to have a sit down and talk, you know, he was going around telling people I was lying. And, you know, all this and that. I said, I'm not ready to talk to you. I don't, you know, that's how I left it. And he was like, all right, man, I hung up. So, with the little report. Now that I got that out the way, y'all just be looking out for my series of short stories called Trauma in a Young Girl's Heart. And the subtitle is Behind Every Dark Cloud, There's a Sun Waiting to Shine. All right, now we're going to talk about my illnesses. A lot of different illnesses with no cure. I have this main one called gastroparesis that keep me gastroparesis and I have a, another one is the same it's like the same thing and I have gastronitis that's the two that keep me in the hospital gastroparesis mean paralyzation of the stomach and gastronitis mean inflammation of the stomach so I can't eat meat like I could eat chicken and turkey that's what they say but sometimes chicken and turkey make me sick I could eat seafood. Seafood don't make me sick as long as it's not spicy. But I can't eat raw vegetables. They have to be cooked the thing. And I can't eat, like, a lot of salad stuff. It have to be, like, soft stuff that I could digest easily because my stomach don't have the enzymes to break down the food like everybody else's. So that means, like, if I eat something solid, it's going to just hang around in my stomach and make me sick. It's not going to digest or anything. It's going to hang around and make me sick. So, like, I, I don't gain a lot of weight anymore. My weight stays in between like 128 Like it's up and down every month, up and down. And I, my monthly, my woman problem already make me sick. So once a month when that comes, either before it comes, when it comes or after it comes, it trigger off the gastroparesis and the gastronitis. So that's why I, I'm always getting out the hospital every month because my cycle is a trigger to it but it's, it's it have many different different triggers like you can't be around no mess you can't be under stress you can't be around no type of negative energy period of it's gonna keep you sick so since i have i've been diagnosed with that i have this gone five years since i've been diagnosed with that and i you know i found out what the triggers is i keep negativity away from me I don't want no type of negative energy around me. And then with that sickness, I never understood why people had to go to the hospital until I got sick. But I believe, my belief is the reason why I have all these sicknesses, because I, I never understood why I got all these sicknesses. I felt like, you know, I've been through enough already. I'm a good person. And, you know, like, I'm, it's more, I'm going through more. Like, I'm, now I'm getting sicknesses and stuff. But what I believe, because now since I have the sicknesses and I know what people go through, what chronically ill people go through, that made me passionate for wanting to help people that's chronically ill. Because there was times that I was in a hospital and nobody came. So I used to feel lonely. And then they used to treat me bad. You know, like the nurses, the doctors, like, treat they don't know too much about the sickness. So if they don't know too much about your sickness and you you keep coming in the hospital, they treat you like you're a number or like you're a drug addict or something. Because I'm not on drugs. Now, I'm not going to lie. I do smoke marijuana. Marijuana with my nose. Every morning with this sickness. Every morning, no matter what. 
you it, you just that's, the, that's part of the sickness. So I smoked the marijuana and enough to go away. The doctors are trying to tell me the marijuana is causing this, and I'm telling them I have witnesses, I have proof. Like I even documented, like you know, did like a little documentary so they could see that it's not the marijuana. The marijuana actually helped mm-hmm. those people. Still to this day, now they know me. I learned how to advocate for myself. You know, I know what to say. I know everything. But still to this day, certain doctors, if they, um, you know, drop and get my urine. I have THC in my system. They, they put in my chart that I was abusing marijuana. And, like, if I was to go to a hospital that's not familiar with my sickness, they'll see that. Because, like, once they pull up your information, everything that a doctor put in, they're going to see everything. And they'll see, they'll see, um, marijuana abuse and they'll start treating me bad you know like i'm like i said like i'm a drug addict and i'm telling them marijuana abuse what, what I, I didn't know people abuse abuse marijuana i never knew that because i take i have to do it like a medicine i have to do it like just like medicine i have to take it just like i take medicine so i'm not understanding how they say i'm abusing that but like i told them since i realized doctors don't know too much you can't put your life in doctor's hands because if you do that's how people, you know, end up get, taking the wrong medicine and dying for certain stuff. Exactly. They don't, I really don't like me because I'm challenging. I don't let them do anything to me. They've been trying to put a, a pacemaker in my stomach. And when I read the reviews on a pacemaker, and um, the, you know, some of the patients were saying in the beginning that it helped them. And then after a while, you know, they back the same. I told, I'm not, I'm like, it don't make no sense for me to get a surgery. You know, why should I get that surgery? I'm going to be back the same. So I'm going to be living with a device in my stomach and still be sick. I refuse that. They're telling me to get up because I've been in the hospital so much. It's hard. They have a hard time finding my veins, you know, to get an IV when I go. Because when I go, I'll be fluids and medication. So they wanted me to get a port. So it could be easy for them to access my, you know, the medicine and get blood. And I'm like, no, I refuse that too. Like I told him, I am not having no surgeries. I believe that God is going to heal me. I just, I just want to tell you that I'm sorry to hear that you went through that, and I'm gonna keep hearing my prayers. And um, I just pray and hope that you get better with your sicknesses. And until next time, you're listening to Ladies of Destiny. Thanks for listening. Thanks for <clears throat> taking the time out y'all day to stop by and listen and um, show us support. Thanks. Have a blessed day. Peace.